Good day and welcome to another B2B exclusive. Our guest today is Pip Darvel, Managing Director at SEPA Resources. SEPA Resources trades on the Australian Stock Exchange under the ticker SRI. Good day, Pip. Thank you for joining us today on B2B interviews. Oh, it's my pleasure, Todd. Good, good to speak to you. Pip, I thought you might begin with a brief introduction and overview of the company's projects and present operations. Sure. Uh, so SEPA Resources, as you mentioned, listed on the uh, ASX, has been since 1987 uh, with a focus predominantly in Australia, but we also have currently a Uganda nickel copper project. Uh, most of our projects now are uh, in Western Australia, great location for exploration uh, and mining, as many of your listeners will know. Uh, and we are definitely at the Greenfields uh, early stage exploration stage. In the past, SEPA has been a mine operator, but our focus at present uh, is at the Greenfields exploration stage. Our projects predominantly uh, gold and base metals. All right, very interesting. So I know you have a fairly extensive portfolio here. Expand a bit more, if you would, on some of the core assets. Give us a better sense for where you are today in terms of studies, sampling, drilling, etc. Okay, so uh, listeners would probably heard of the Patterson uh, province in Western Australia. Uh, Rio Tinto had a terrific discovery at Winu, and the um, uh, kind of, I guess, the flagship project for SEPA for a long time has been uh, its Patterson North project, and that's still very much uh, the case. It is now joint ventured to Rio Tinto and a large package of ground immediately adjacent to the ground on which they uh, made their, their discovery. And uh, so that, that's a key project for SEPA and something that uh, people will have probably heard of uh, previously. Uh, this year, uh, as part of that joint venture, Rio Tinto will be, um, SEPA as the operator of that project uh, for the joint venture, will be undertaking uh, a lot of the preliminary work, uh, hopefully leading to drilling by the end of the year, uh, and that'll be uh, commencing uh, shortly. So that's, that's definitely a key project for us. Another project that we recently drilled, uh, Wolf Basin, uh, we call it, it's uh, south of Halls Creek up in the Kimberley region of Western Australia. And that's a large uh, sediment hosted base metals project. So we undertook the first drill program uh, ever in this uh, particular basin, uh, completed that in November and got some terrific results for, you know, that early stage exploration that we specialize in, uh, results up to nearly 3% lead and half a percent copper. So we're pretty excited about that project because it's uh, it's quite an extensive area that we hold there, uh, approximately 800 square kilometres and about 80 uh, kilometres of strike length of the horizon that we're chasing uh, and along which we believe uh, there's a good, good potential for uh, a base metal uh, discovery. Um, we've also got another project that's still in the grant stage. So the tenements were applied for early last year. That's what we call Warralong. Uh, that area covers a very large shear zone parallel to the shear zone that uh, De Grey Mining discovered uh, Hemi uh, recently, a very large gold discovery. And the really interesting thing about that and the discovery and the reason we pegged that ground is that De Grey's uh, deposit 
is hosted in uh, in an intrusive or a series of intrusions, uh, and it's a new style of mineralisation for the region, uh, the Pilbara, North Pilbara region. Uh, so intrusion hosted gold, which is well known elsewhere, uh, but had previously not been identified in this area. And uh, hence the area that we pegged suddenly uh, from being regarded as not prospective as suddenly this new mineralisation style uh, makes it all suddenly very prospective for the gold mineralisation. And so we're really looking forward to getting out and testing that, uh, you know, in the coming months once that tenement uh, package gets granted. So those are three of the key ones. Uh, we do have a couple of others also early stage, but those are probably what I'd describe our key focus. So as we focus in on these three core plays, uh, expand a bit more, if you would, on the infrastructure in place within these regions as it relates to resource exploration, development, production, etc. Okay, for sure. So Patterson North, that I mentioned, uh, so Rio Tinto, big discovery next door to where we're located. You know, they immediately uh, put in, you know, they put in an airstrip, a large camp, and they have uh, published, uh, you know, proposed development uh, timeframes for that uh, discovery. And I guess one of the key takeaways for that is, you know, they pretty clearly need some more uh, or nearby, and hence uh, doing a lot of deals with uh, neighbours such as ourselves and exploring um, you know, very aggressively in the region. Uh, so in terms of infrastructure in this location, it's not there yet, but it's coming soon. And uh, the plus for SEPA is that Rio are very motivated to make another discovery nearby to add the, uh, you know, the critical mass of tonnes they need to uh, improve the economics of that, that discovery. So that's at Patterson North. Uh, I'll skip to Warralong. So Warralong, there's no uh, infrastructure on our ground, uh, to, uh, so does, but De Grey, for example, um, you know, their resource continues to grow uh, and looking uh, upwards of a couple of million ounces potential there. Uh, the Port Hedland region where it's located is very well serviced the mining industry in general. It's the major port uh, through which uh, BHP export all their iron ore, for example, and uh, you know lots of services and so on in, in that in that area. Uh, Wolf Basin, a more remote area uh, in the Kimberley region. Actually, that location, while it doesn't have the infrastructure uh, advantages potentially of say a Port Hedland, uh, for the Kimberley it's uh, very easy. It's literally drive up. Uh, drive up to these targets and you can start drilling. Uh, parts of the Kimberley are very difficult to access. Where we're located, it's very easy to literally drive straight onto the, the drilling area. All right, so well positioned in that regard. What is it then, Pip, that is so unique about SEPA? What is it that defines and differentiates this company from others in the industry? So we focus very heavily at the technical end uh, of the spectrum. You know, there, there are lots of uh, exploration companies uh, out there. And I guess the key thing is being able to identify good projects with the potential to make a difference, e.g. a 10-bagger, for example. Everyone, that's what everyone's looking for. I mean, at our end of the, uh, of the uh, market, it's capital appreciation people looking for with their shares. So that's that's going to come through discovery. 
And how do you make a discovery? You start with a great project, you know, with good uh, technical fundamentals, and then you uh, uh, test it uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible. And uh, so we spent 2020 basically refocusing our project portfolio, lining ourselves up with uh, some terrific projects uh, with great potential, good technical fundamentals. Right now, we're in the midst of lining all the, getting all the ducks lined up, uh, all the permitting uh, done uh, in what is now a very hot season over here in Western Australia. Uh, and so that as soon as uh, the drilling, uh, you know, temp temperatures ease a little and drilling is, is easier, field work is easier, we can get out there. And uh, in 2021, the story about Seabridge is going to be all about drilling and testing all these targets and testing them quickly, efficiently, and uh, you know, seeing if they have a chance to move up the uh, the value curve, and if not, we will uh, divest them and move on to you know another another project. So I guess what's going to differentiate us this year is people will see a lot of exploration activity, uh, a lot of drilling, because projects are only you know the only way to add value or real value to a project uh, is to drill it, and you know we're lined up to do that in 2021. Okay, the company is certainly uniquely positioned and well teed up for this year. Uh, let's change gears a little bit here, Pip. You, you did reference earlier some of the uh, major players uh, in some of these regions. Uh, how is SEPA presently positioned in terms of those strategic or joint venture partners? And, and will the company look to additional M&A activities moving forward in the near to midterm? Sure. The uh, history of SEPA is one of partnering with uh, major companies, Rio Tinto, Antofagasta, Newmont, uh, and Utukumpu, uh, and others. And this is you know, well before I joined the company. I've been with the company just under a year now. Uh, and I've basically tried to continue that theme. Uh, you know, for big discoveries in uh, remote areas, uh, you know, and the kind of targets that SEEP is interested in, often you need a well-funded partner. And it's a way to progress a project that would otherwise be challenging for a junior uh, to fund. And so SEEP will continue to uh, progress projects and add value where it can within its own means, but at the point where uh, it makes more sense to share the risk and the uh, potential return with a partner, we, we will do so. And I guess we have always focused on companies, are partnering with companies that have the technical capability to add something to what we bring to the table. So for example, in the Patterson North, uh, Rio Tinto is a logical partner. They've done the most work in the district. They've got that terrific discovery next door. They're well set up with infrastructure to enable exploration and technically uh, they're very uh, competent. We've got another terrific joint venture with Buru Energy. Uh, Buru is actually a petroleum uh, explorer and developer uh, in Western Australia, uh, and they uh, partnered with us on uh, another one of our projects called Barbed Wire Terrace. And again, we believe they're the logical partner, even though they're, you know, they're in another industry, the petroleum industry, the technical capability they bring to the table in terms of, uh, for example, seismic processing, uh, targeting from a different perspective, uh, a petroleum industry perspective is something that really uh, adds to uh, SEPA's existing skill set and capabilities. 
and in this case, uh, you know, a, a terrific partner in that specific location. So, uh, you know, it's very important to choose good partners, partners that add to, you know, like one plus one equals three kind of thing uh, is very important. Uh, and this is something CEPA will continue to do. Uh, over the coming year, M&A activity is definitely heating up in the industry. Uh, that, that's for sure. Uh, as, as, you know, the resources sector gains more and more interest. And yeah, well, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, if we made a, made a great discovery, who knows what could happen on any of our projects. So Pip, what can you tell us now about this present board and management team at SEPA? Okay, sure. So we are definitely geologist heavy, you'd have to say. Uh, so I'm a geologist uh, by background. Um, Tim Kennedy, our chair, is a geologist by background uh, and uh, experience in managing large uh, and, and successful exploration teams. Um, John Ford is a geologist, also merchant banking background uh, and legal background. And Craig McGowan, uh, also investment banking, stockbroking background. So uh, kind of, I guess there's an emphasis on geology, technical uh, skills and that M&A uh, capability as well. All right, very good. So briefly in closing, Let's recap here, Pip, if you would leave us with a few quick bullets. Why should investors consider SEPA resources as a long-term investment opportunity? I think SEPA is also unique, going back to one of the earlier questions, in that we have both short and long-term investment appeal. In 2021, we have the short-term investment appeal in terms of active drill programs on a number of our projects and therefore multiple discovery opportunities. But for the long term, we have a reasonably tight capital structure, 175 million shares on issue. We're well funded. And the style of projects that we focus on and CEPA is always focused on are big uh, area, large scale, the type of projects that appeal to major companies and uh, hence the style of joint ventures that SEPA has traditionally engaged in. So I think uh, we've, we're set up for a short-term news flow, uh, you, know, you know, over the coming year, and then with the chance of discovery of, of a type of deposit that is, uh, you know, large, long-life, uh, you know, positive economics for development for a larger uh, entity such as, you know, the Rio Tintos of this world. Well, that is certainly a very interesting story and a very intriguing investment opportunity. Pip, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for joining us on B2B Interviews. It's my pleasure. Thanks very much, Todd. Our guest today has been Pip Darville, Managing Director at SEPA Resources. SEPA Resources trades on the Australian Stock Exchange under the ticker SRI.